calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, little toad. Good. You're up. Found some gel bacon in the larder, tucked under a floorboard. Figured I'd make a special stew. And Pascal ain't made it back, so you can have his share. Little toad? Cook for me, sweetheart. Let me know you're okay. You're as cold as ice. Let's get you back to bed. Come on now, Toad, please. You're scaring me. Odette, circle enclosed. Bind me to those I love as I'm bound to thee. Let no impurity tread on the space within. Odette, circle enclosed. Seal the righteous from the wicked as home and hearth guard against the wind and dark. Odette, circle enclosed. In all things we see the ring. Sun and moon, eye and mouth. Let me see and speak in light alone. My precious boy, please come back to me. Please, I need you. Time to go. It's a long road home. The woodland aspect of Maudette Forstner stands at the base of a great black tree whose roots seem to drip with toxic waste, poisoning your town. I reckon at the end of all things, there'd be someone to shackle up and throw in the clink, but I always anticipated we'd have to kill somebody. I suppose this is also our fault. We did tell them to bury her. That ain't the mod we left behind in the village. This is not what I was anticipating, though. As far as dead or alive goes, I think alive just got checked off the table. Let me try something. Turn yourself in now! It was worth (laughs) a go. What do you reckon, Sheriff? This tree 
It's dripping with everything that's killing our town. But how do you bring down a tree this big? I guess one chop at a time. I suppose so. T.W., you don't happen to be packing some sort of mystical tree-killing machine, do you? I'd have to check the whole bag. Well, shit. Ma'am? You fixing to defend that there blackwood tree, or you looking to fight? Struggle is meaningless. Easy to say for someone who ain't struggled a long time. Yeah, I don't think that's Maud. I think that's the tree trying to protect itself. Lots of things I like are meaningless, so suppose struggle ain't nothing different. Leave or die. Green man? One way or another, we're going to destroy this tree. All right. Well, since you're all one with the forest and we got your blessing, uh, ma'am, I think we'll take or die, please. (laughs) (laughs) You boys think a tree corpse bleeds? They lock my crossbow into place. (laughs) Not too sure about that, but I care whether or not it burns. Mm. And I'll leave the pyrotechnics to you, and I'll just try to kill her like a dumb bitch she is. Do as you will. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah? (laughs) Is that too much? No, that's great. (laughs) Everybody roll for initiative. Perfectly impetuous. (laughs) I pulled an Artyom. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's not great. All right. Does anybody want to keep track of this for me? I can. Thank us. At initiative 20, we have the layer action. The largest roots seem to spill out a pair of small twig-like creatures. Tumbleweeds. The hole through which they climbed is almost like some bizarre spiral orifice that then starts to weave itself back together. But for a moment, you see inside is a long, open channel. Large, big enough for a person to fit in. Hmm. Next is Bad Tree. Beautiful. She raises her hands, and as she does, you hear the cracking and sighing of ancient trees as more roots burst from the ground, forming thorny walls, separating her from the rest of you and her two assistants. That's it. That's the whole deal. Great, we got a fucking tree wall. You do anything about that, T-Dubs? I got a plan. It's the one I've been saying over and over again. I love that for us. <laughs> uh, next in the initiative is Bruder. Sweet. Hearing the plan of burn it all down, Bruder is going to run forward to within 10 feet of the wall because I'm a monk and I am fast. I'm going to grab that large clay flask with whatever the hell is left in it. I'm going to kiss it goodbye and I'm going to dash it against the wood wall, hoping that the liquid inside will be enough to help propel whatever fire Tallwater is going to throw against it. I fucking love it. Next up is Tallwater. With his big toolbox backpack left open, Tallwater reaches back, grabs a torch, lights it, and loads it into what looks like a wooden tube. A spring-loaded mechanism in there will expand as soon as the trigger is pulled, and I will cast Catapult <laughs> on this torch towards one of the tumbledweebs. <laughs> tumbledweebs. I love it. All right, cool. Do I need a saving throw? Yes, you do. Okay. What a saving throw is dexterity? A dexterity saving okay. throw. 
Dexterity saving throw for one of the tumble dweebs. Correct. They're little fucking Kodama, and they're the cutest shit in the entire world, Aww. by the way. That is 18. Good. It will dodge the torch, but it will continue its flight path towards the wall where Bruder had just dripped alcohol all over. Nice. Let's see if it can dodge the fire. It failed. <laughs> all right. It's a wall. That is 12 points of bludgeoning damage to the wall. Ooh. Nice. And assuming it gets set on fire. Well, I'm going to label these walls. Wall one, two, three, and four. Queen's West as one. Mm-hmm. Queen's West. All right. <laughs> so I think three is the one that got 18 points and it's on fire taking how much per turn is it? 1d6? Usually a flask of oil is 1d6. We will call it 1d6. Next in the initiative is Green Man. Green Man's cloak billows open and a cloud of spores bursts out in a radius around them. All of the mushrooms and fungus on the underside of their cloak, on their body, suddenly comes to life as Green Man pours the magic of the dreaming into it. I love it. And I'm going to move forward and then end my turn. Resonant. That brings it to Trip Pritchard. Since she'd been talking, he already had his crossbow, hip shot level, aimed right at her. And then this fucking wall of trees shows up. <laughs> he goes, piss fire. Adjust the aim towards one of these twiglins. And uh, as he <laughs> takes a couple angry steps forward, just unloads the bolt into it. I love it. He ain't good with a crossbow, but it's what he brought. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I'm willing to reckon that a tight eight ain't going to hit. Not so much, actually. Realizing this crossbow is old and miscited. Probably shouldn't have kept it in that drawer. Keeps it <laughs> loaded. Yeah. He's going to cast it aside, and with the rest of his move, he's going to unsheath a curved short blade and his long knife. I like it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. What do we got next? That brings us to the top with a layer action. A booyah kasha. Hey, it turns out I actually have some more little plant dudes to spawn here. What do you know? Out of nowhere. How convenient. Moist with gluey black ichor. <laughs> the morning dew is so realistic. <laughs> and given it is the layer action, the two twig boys that are already in existence are going to decide to... Uh, Engage a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so the one closest to me, yeah, on the Angelo side, as it starts its turn within 10 feet of me, my aura of spores immediately gloms onto it and starts attacking it. It needs to make a constitution saving throw. Woo! Your spora. I was going to say that. Sapora. <laughs> <laughs> that is a staggering six. It's going to take seven necrotic damage. Hot dingus. That used up my reaction. Uh, That's it. Okay. I think they're going to do what they do best. They got to do what they do best. From the hand, or at least an appendage that looks like one of the one nearest to you, Green Man, a jagged spire of hard wood manifests, and it launches it forward at you. That is a 14. Ow. That hurt. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no, I have, a, I have a 13. That hit. Cool, cool. Wow, that does a lot more damage than I expected. All right, cool. I'll take that. Oh, level two. We're level two. <laughs> I know, but I've seen y'all jerk butts <laughs> fucking wreck more shit than you can imagine. You're going to be taking nine damage. 
So as the shard of hard wood slams into your chest, the green and brown of your peat and moss cloak becomes stained with red. I'm okay. It's the sound I make when I'm okay. <laughs> Just very dramatic. <laughs> they do bleed red. Thought they bleed green. Do you bleed? You will. So, the other small needle child does much the same, but instead of launching one at the furbolg, seems to take a shot at our resident artificer. How's a 13 do you? That's going to miss. All righty. Yeah, so the the wood is not particularly strong, so when it shatters next to you against the stone, you realize these things shoot with quite a bit of force. I turn my back to it. My toolbox protects me. <laughs> so, he's so fucking sad. You just turned your back on him. He thought he knew you. Yeah, <laughs> he thought. Psych, you thought. And on the same initiative as the twig creatures, you will also be dealing 1d6 fire damage to the wall. Go ahead and roll it for me because I realize it's your spell. Five points of damage. Excellent. Nice. And it's trees. That's double, baby. Ooh, excellent. Uh, and that makes it the tree lady's turn. Yes. She can't see us, so obviously we're safe and fine. Yeah. And good. Actually, you're not. No. Shock and awe. I wasn't 100% sure. Oh. Uh-oh. At first, you see vaguely through the vines, through the small gaps between these roots that have manifested as if from nothing, she approaches. And as soon as she comes into contact with the vines, she simply dissipates into mist and steps through. This creature is not physical. Fucking Matilda. She reaches forward to touch you. I would like you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Piss. I got a 17. Hey. Hey. As soon as she touches you, you can feel your blood begin to swell. Heat rising into your face. And suddenly you're almost drunk on the thrill of whatever is inside of you. But you're able to fight off the overwhelming need to engage, to do, to hurt. Sheriff, I think she's made out of wood smoke. Uh, That brings us to Bruder. Bruder is going to ball up his little fists, go full pugilist stance, and try to punch this wood spirit. (laughs) That's a 22 versus its AC. Hot damn, that'll do it. How does a four bludgeoning damage look to it well let me double check it does in fact have a bludgeoning resistance hey look at that so it's gonna be taking half damage what's the total four so two okay and i'm gonna go in with my southpaw follow through and try to punch it again with my bonus action Mm. and that is going to be a 20 total against it Stacey. that definitely is for another whopping five so two bludgeoning damage as i swing my fists wildly I am going to try to see if I'm making any progress at all breaking down her woody outsides. As you strike her, it feels like you're punching water. It definitely has an impact and it registers, but you move through it inevitably. And while she doesn't necessarily seem to ignore it, she's not exactly concerned by it. Green man, I may need a hand here. You got it. My turn's over. That makes it tall water. Tall water is going to 
shove his way past two of these tumbled dweebs using his toolbox on his back as a little battering ram, get into position next to the wall and looking out towards the incorporeal wood-sculpted mod. He pulls out his bellows once more, screws on a new clay flask, gives it a good shake, and then squeezes the bellows. The cork and its contents will launch out in a line, not a opaque and viscous liquid like the grease before. This is a transparent and very thin liquid that sprays out and begins fizzling. I'm going to cast Caustic Brew. Those three, the two minions and Maud, need to make a dexterity saving throw. Can do. Dexterity saving throw from the Dryad Spirit. Modified Dryad Spirit, I should say. Modified. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's a 13 for the Dryad Spirit. That is a 1 and a 15. Okay. The one nearest has a 1. All right. It is going to take 2d4 at the start of its turn. Hey. Everybody else made it. Okay. Almost as if trying to sacrifice itself for the greater good, the first of these small twig creatures jumps in front of the pile of acid that's coming directly for its master and just absorbs the full shock. Madam President. And that brings us to Greenman. Don't worry, Pinky. I've got your back. (laughs) (laughs) Greenman is going to raise up their hands and summon spirits of cold and icy winds easy on a night like this and cast chill touch on uh mod all right hit me let's see if i can roll shit tonight otherwise we'll just go back to saving throws 18 that'll hit that is five points of necrotic damage thank you oh in addition to that she cannot heal until my next turn okay And if they're undead, they also have disadvantage on attack rolls against me Mm. until the end of my next turn. Got it. I've never never used that on an undead before. Good timing. That's a a lot for a cantrip. Top tier cantrip. That that seems like too much for a cantrip, (laughs) but all right. That brings us to Trip Richard. If she put up a wall, she's got to be trying to keep us from that tree. We've got to cut our way through. And uh, he's going to move up. To be next to Bruder, but closer, more importantly, to this little branchman. And he hasn't swung steel in a hot minute, but hopefully it's like riding a bike. The size of my dice will represent the size of my blades. Of course. Determine which is which. Wow. Okay, I'll take it. Man, 19 and 21. Jesus. Those will hit. Sheriff's back in town. I do have two weapon fighting style, so I get to add my mod to both. A total of 11 slashing damage to the Twigman. Absolutely fantastic. That takes them out. Would you like to describe that? Sure. Trip is surprised at the lack of resistance when the two blades cross. Damn, these things are more fragile than skin and bone. Break them down quick, boys. There's kindling to be made. And then I'm going to point my short sword at Maud. You're next, bitch. And while he's fighting, can real quick Trip just look up at the ceiling? Is the top of this mountain open? It is not. 
This is an enclosed space. That makes it layer action 20. Let's begin by dealing the damage that the wall is going to take. Hit me with some uh, fire damage. Three points. Oddly enough, it's enough to destroy it. You didn't need to do much more. Wall three is gone. Sweet. Suck it, wall tree. Mm. Mm. God, that's a good burn. Tree's company. (laughs) And then we will move on to the lair action. Fortunately, because you managed to kill one creature, that opened up its maximum, so it can plant one more dude. Son of a birch. Damn, when I cut them down, they just keep birthing out more. You are seeing more and more of these large roots opening holes in themselves that seem to have a vascular system inside. From them, there's a burst of air, and then it closes. Next up is Bad Tree Mod and the acid damage. Let's start with the acid damage. Six points of acid damage. Okay, on that was needle one? Yes. He is dead. The acid damage begins to eat through the flesh of this particular twig creature, and it starts to dissolve into like a thick, almost pulpy mass at your feet. Mm. Tallwater kicks it aside. Who's next? It's like putting your boot through fucking mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This little gentleman over here is going to actually run towards Trip and grab you. No, don't. (laughs) Little grabby hands. Uh, how does a 17 treat you? 17 hits. Okay. You are being constricted and are going to take 1d6 plus 2 damage for 6. Get off me, you little prick. Uh, you are considered grappled and uh, restrained. This creature also cannot constrict another target. The other one on Queen's left is going to entangle our friend Tallwater. But only gets a 10. No go. So he lashes out with his vines. They just kind of like slap uselessly against your gigantic backpack. Uh, and he realizes he just doesn't, ha- he doesn't, he just doesn't have enough arm. He just doesn't have, have enough vine to get around all that good, good stuff. Watch your fingers. I got garden shears in here. <laughs> and then the two needle boys, they're going to do a launch at the monk. The first one's going to shoot wide. You can hear the large chunk of sharp wood clattering in the distance. And then the other one is also going to shoot wide, and you hear it clatter up against the other one, almost creating kind of a, you know, drumstick kind of sound. Leave my head alone. (laughs) And that finally makes it the Dryad Spirit's turn. At which point, Green Man's spores are going to attack her. So she's going to need to make a constitution saving throw. That is an 11 plus zero. That was so close, but the DC is 13. Hey! I'm loving Green Man's little sporgasms going on here. Yeah. Fucking incredible. It's juicy stuff. <laughs> and she's going to take four necrotic damage. Whoa! Four necrotic damage. So much. The leaves that make up her crown slowly begin to wilt under the necrotic energy, but she seems largely unaffected. Realizing that she is a subject that is currently entangled, she's going to step to the Queen's East, and she is going to lay a... Corruptive touch on Mr. Trip. Don't do it. Fuck me running. That is a 22. Not a crit, but it's a mean one. Oof. I'm pretty sure I have the best AC too, and they're just hitting me like it ain't nothing. Like it ain't nothing. They are rolling particularly well. Down to be a corrupt sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) That's 13 damage coming at you. Can you maybe not with that? I am very sorry. (laughs) And that's the end of her turn. 
Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that brings us to Bruder. Bruder absolutely heard the last thing that Trip said. And wanting to take his advice and wanting to help, Bruder is going to use one of his key points and activate his Step of the Wind ability so he can disengage as a bonus action. Nice. Just <laughs> 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 pressing on his beer gut a little bit and launching himself forward. Yeah, I'm down. A drunken stumble one direction quickly folded into a masterful feint the other direction. Bruder is going to tuck into his shoulders and charge forward as quickly as possible until he can get right up to the tree. As you manage to jump through the burning embers of the falling tree and past all of the lashing vines of the others, you get up to what looks like a massive root ball. Hundreds and hundreds of roots reaching out, growing, shrinking. They seem to be almost writhing in activity, realizing that something is going on. But at the center, in the place where she was resting, there is what looks like an infant. Now, Bruder may have taken some serious blows to the head from the inside because of this disease moving through his body, but he knows to stay his fist and not punch a baby. (laughs) Instead, he's going to use his action to try to, like, untangle the baby and pull it free. Absolutely. Uh, When you get closer to this baby, you realize it is absolutely gorgeous. Its eyes are a radiant green with gold flecks. It has hair like thick black curls. And its skin is a kind of golden brown. It looks at you and smiles. It doesn't seem to cry or scream or thrash. Come here, little guy. I got you. Any check or anything you want me to make? Or am I just... Oh, no. It's not too terribly difficult to pull it out. Sweet. I'm going to turn around real quick and say, I I know you all are busy, but I found a baby. (laughs) They were trying to kill the children. You fucking what? (laughs) (laughs) There's babies in them trees. That's my turn. Beautiful. That makes it tall water. Is it a plant baby? Nope. It's a person baby. Damn. It's got the chubbiest little cheeks. Tall water is going to move away from the little vine minion he is currently engaged with to try and see around the fallen wall and at this gorgeous baby he has to confirm it with his own eyes on the way there he will pick up a few stones but that does provoke an attack of opportunity it does very good on the attack of opportunity with a 20 that'll hit unfortunately for them it only does three damage bludgeoning only level two okay (laughs) three damage hurts at that point Tallwater is going to dip the stones in what looks like red paint, load one of them into a slingshot, and fire it at Maudet. This is magic stone. I love it. Being launched out. As you begin to dip, you look up and you see the baby that he is holding. It is not a baby. What you see cradled in his arms is a writhing mass of thick, wet, black vines. They are lashing his face rubbing, choking, squeezing him, and it seems to be pulsating with a kind of powerful energy that is almost impossible to deny. Okay. Slingshot was aimed at Maudette. That ain't no baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nightmare. He's going to readjust his aim 
and launch it towards writhing mass, currently caressing his companion. And that is a crit. Oh! oh! Smush that baby. Good God. <laughs> We're not supposed to cheer when you crit a baby. <laughs> <laughs> making baby jam. I kill the children. I'm making baby when. <laughs> Let's get this baby stoned. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that is 12 points of damage. All right. Magical bludgeoning. Magical bludgeoning. Okay, that ignores any uh, resistances that I had, which it didn't. <laughs> Bruder must be so confused right now. <laughs> Poor Bruder. No, my boy. Suddenly a stone strikes the baby in the head, ripping a huge hole in its skull. Blood begins to pour profusely from it, and it begins to scream with a kind of heartbreaking agony that you have never in your life heard. What the fuck, tall water? Bruder, that ain't no baby. <laughs> it's messing with your mind. It's clearly a baby. You realize now how sick they've all become. With their constant exposure, the water they've been drinking, you've been safe. You've been taking care of yourself, drinking only your family's brew. But them, every day, pulling from the wells, drinking from the rivers, they can't be trusted. Not anymore. That makes it the greenest man. Wait, what What baby? I'm going to kind of skirt around this little twig guy, get up within melee range of Mama Maud. Sometimes you've got to fight wood with wood. I always do. <laughs> it's not a smart, not a smart green man. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to attack her with my great club. I love it. Yes. As you come into view of the baby, you see the same thing that Tallwater did. A writhing black mass of tentacle-like vines. Oh, it it is a baby, but it's evil. It's clearly evil. <laughs> Plants are people, too. Don't listen to them, Bartholomew. <laughs> is her AC 7 or less? It is not. <laughs> you will be shocked to find it is more. A fair question. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> um, that's a big O miss. Almost as if taken off guard by the sight of this creature that he is cradling. You swing wide against the dryad and instead are staring head to head with this undead tree spirit. Something that in another life and in another context, you might have reverence for. That makes it Trip's turn. He is entangled with a twig man and he is now shoulder to shoulder with this wicked tree mod. And because he took six and 13, he has one hit point left. Woo! So at the beginning of his turn, he's going to grit his teeth. Keep it together, Trip, and use second wind. Hey. Nine on the dice. Nice. At this level, second wind can be awesome. Hell yeah. God. So that is 11 hit points back. God damn. Whew. I am going to attempt to smash the little twig guy off of my legs with my short sword. Sure thing. That is a 17. That'll it. Four. Strength mod three, nine damage. Excellent. You actually managed to do enough damage to kill it. Excellent. Wonderful. Uh, then I'm going to look at mod and be like, you just made my shit list. And I'm going to use favored foe against her. Okay. As I swing out my dagger. Hit it. I hope I do. Um, 11. One shy. Dang. Just the one point. Dang. She ain't a hard hit, but she hits hard. 
Yeah, that weren't it. Well, it doesn't go off. It doesn't get used. Nothing happens. Fair enough. I got a hit for it to do something. And I know this is a little outside of the map of normal rules as written, but my intent is to hold my move action because I am watching these spiral orifices that are spilling out these little tree men. And if an opening arises, I want to book it right at it. I like that. I'm, I'm going to allow that. Yeah, use a glory point. Use a glory point. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it the top of the initiative with the layer action. Beautiful. You throw your eyes around and you see exactly what's happening. These creatures, while not terribly threatening, are in so great in number and seem to be nigh infinite. The fire is slowly moving its way towards the walls and will eventually spread to the roots and beyond. But your friends, if you can call them that, seem mired in their tasks, unaware of the inevitability of their death. So when the hole in the root opens, you take your opportunity. The three of you watch as Trip dives into one of the holes. This is either dumbest or smartest thing I ever done. Nope. And that makes it the uh, tree proper. Excellent. As the hole opens and the twig creatures climb out and he climbs in, another hole opens near you, Bruder. And it holds open, waiting. It does not, however, take another action other than to spill out more of its twig creatures. You need not die here. Surrender. Let yourself become one. She says to the green man. Your friends have abandoned you. Your cause is lost. We are inevitable. My cause is never lost. It is as old as the mountains themselves. And you will not leave this place to corrupt the dreaming or the green. Then you will fall to the dark wood. Rebecca. Rebecca. Time to wake up. Pascal, what you doing? I found something. Something wonderful. Oh, you better get out of here now. Unless you're looking for a woman. Now, Becca, I, I don't think you could lay down a bean if you wanted to. Pascal, what'd you do? I just gave you medicines all. A bit too much, maybe. Mama says you got to get your rest. But not before I say goodbye. What in the hell are you talking about? I am your mama. Trip, Trip, get in here and deal with your son. It's bedtime, Rebecca. My new mama says Papa ain't coming back. At least way he's not the way he was. But I'll tend to him when the time comes. Pascal, Pascal, baby, you gotta help Mama now. Don't worry, Rebecca. I am. Pascal, I don't got time to deal with you. Little Toad's in a bad way, and he can't handle you hurting on him. Hurting's gonna stop soon, girl. Is that blood? 
Pascal, you ain't been at the neighbor's pets again, have you? Oh, this? This is her blood. Mama said she needed to sleep. Pascal, put the knife down. It'll only hurt for a minute now. Please. Please put the knife down. My poor baby. What did you do? Oh, what did you do? Run home, child. The dark gathers. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon. A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Well, hey there, it's me, your old friend Chester Burnham from Domain Farms. You already know about our old-fashioned healing potions and our old-fashioned potions of restoration. We make them like they did in the good old days, because we're just that kind of old-fashioned company. Now you may ask Chester, what else was better back in the old days? Well, I'm here to introduce new Domain Farms potions of elemental protection. None of this newfangled resistance or advantage business. Our potions give you a pre-designated shield of temporary hit points against an element of your choosing. Comes in five great flavors. Fire, cold, electricity, acid, and of course, sonic damage. These days, they call it force damage, but sonic damage is what my daddy called it, and that's good enough for me. Domain Farms, old-fashioned potions of elemental protection. You know it'll last if it's cured. Hail, you cuties. Happy Questivus. It's not a real holiday, but that's how a lot of them start. If you're excited for this time of year, we wish you the best to you and those nearest and dearest. I don't personally, but I'll make it sound like I do using my voice. And I do very much enjoy seeing people in high spirits. That's plenty for me. 
If you're in the gift-giving mood and your friends are fellow LU cuties, you can get 20% off your order of any merch from the LUQ page using code CALIBRATE. This special's running until January 1st, so now's the time to get a new winter hoodie or some shirts and stickers for the squad. And if you'd like to give the podcast a gift, nothing's better than joining the Patreon. And we'll give right back with loads of D&D content, maps, and bonus episodes. Not to mention, at the highest tiers, you can make a character to join the show's meta or get mentioned with your legendary mid-roll team. The current legendary mid-roll teams are the Twilight Concord, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Titans Rise. With Christopher Mashburn, John Reinhardt, and Dylan Hoyt, a.k.a. Meat Dad. For personal messages or advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Be sure to follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdashstreams for Monday Night Live premieres hosted by Dana and so much more. And once more, our temporary mailing address while we sort out a new P.O. Box is 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214. We really hope you enjoy the climax of this side story as much as we enjoyed playing it. And have a great quest of us. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. Welcome to the family. Come on in and make yourself comfortable. Pull up a bucket and pop a squat and help yourself to a ladle from the elder still. Hi there, I'm Chugwell Busnuckle from the Busnuckle Clan, and I'm here to tell you about the unbelievable miracle elixir that is the Busnuckle Family Moonshine. Our recipe's been handed down from knuckle to knuckle. Our corn is raised in the finest pig shit and watered with beer daily to ensure every kernel is bussin' with boozy promise. We soak and blast that yellow gold and harvest all the spirits trapped within like a produce exorcism. Coming down with the flu? Our brew will scare the germs right out of your blood or wherever those little bugs live. It'll cure your sore back and wash away your childhood trauma. Sure, it'll eat the teeth right out of your head and turn your leavings black as midnight, but our clan's been drinking it daily for generations and ain't none of us died of old age. So take that, science. Stick that in your pipe and take a few rips and chase it down with a fishy flammable flask of bus knuckle family moonshine. Be still my heart. You are surrounded on all sides by crushing plant matter. Wood, soft and supple and wet, like a tree freshly skinned of bark. It is big enough for you to crawl, but not much more. There is a breeze passing from behind you, outward, from the center of the mountain. If all I can do is crawl, then I'll crawl. As you do, you find yourself feeling lightheaded. The amount of oxygen you are intaking is heady compared to the thin mountain air. Your mind is racing with thoughts as you crawl farther and farther away from the people who you may or may not call your friends. Like a cornered animal panicking at the claustrophobia, every few paces of clamoring, he'll stop and just stab at the wall with his knife, knuckles bleeding, body covered in gashes. Everywhere you stab, Black liquid pours out. I'm going to find the heart of you and I'm going to cut it out, you damn twisted son of a bitch devil tree. And where are we in the turn initiative? 
It is Bad Tree's turn. It is Bad Tree's turn. Green Man, a creature that resembles Maudette, a woman you never met, steps forward and lays her hands on you. How does a 16 do? That's a hit. She hits you with a corrupting touch. I know this one. It's a bad one. You're going to be taking 12 damage. Oof. Oof. How you doing? I still stand. Good. And um, I didn't want to interrupt you, but she's going to need to make a constitution saving throw. Hey! That's a failure. That's a whopping four plus two. No, four plus zero. Christ. She takes five necrotic damage. Beautiful. Thank God for the mushroom hit points. That makes it Brutar. Brutar is going to take the little baby and hold it very, very close. Ain't no one going to hurt you again, Bartholomew. Come on. I'm going to climb into the hole that was open. The vine in which you stand is far larger and allows for much more movement. I'm going to use my last key point, and I am going to triple move all 105 feet that I can. Jesus Christ, no one's going to find you. (laughs) As deep into the tree as I can go. Okay, so you're going inward toward it. Okay, I like that. At first, you feel elated, thrilled, your body pumping blood hot and ready. You feel like an athlete running a marathon, a runner's high. And it only grows as you get closer and closer towards what feels like the heart of the mountain. You can hear a gentle whisper in the back of your head, not in words per se, but feelings. A feeling of rightness, a feeling of correctness. I'll keep you safe, little guy. No one's going to get to you. That makes it tall water. The fire has spread to these two walls, and it has also spread onto some of these roots. Seeing as there is a wall of burning thorns right behind Maud, Tallwater is just going to grab another flask of oil and throw it like a regular person. (laughs) Most of his mechanisms and tricks have run out in his bag. It's going to be good old-fashioned elbow grease. I love it. Take a ranged attack roll with no proficiency. That is... A 13 to hit. You hit the mark. Oh, you are good. I was going to say by one, but it's actually by two. Oh, okay, cool. Um, the wax seal around is going to crack and break upon her skin, and hopefully enough oil splashes about to ignite her. I'm going to go ahead and just roll a d20 to see how well the splash extends. Not big, not small. Uh, it is enough that it hits an adjacent thing, and suddenly... She engulfs. At the beginning of her term, she'll be taking three D6 fire damage. (laughs) There is only one exit you are aware of. Yep. I will stay right there, but as a bonus action, I will just recast Magic Stone to have three of them again. Nice. Just dip some more stones in magically enhanced paint. I love it. That make it a green man. So we didn't see the other two leave. You did, but it was in the middle of the hectic battle, so you haven't quite registered it, but now you're starting to realize exactly what's happening. Did I notice that Bruder took off with the baby? You did. Fuck. Do I see any more of these holes? Uh, They open up at the beginning of every turn if there is a dead uh, twig. And there currently are not. There are currently none. Son of a bitch. 
Can't let the child escape. Bruder's too far gone. I think we just burn the whole place down and hope it's enough to take whatever that thing is down with it. That makes a certain amount of sense. I'm committed if you are. I got nothing better to do. Let's keep clubbing. <laughs> I take a swing at Maud. All right. Is that shillelagh or anything? No. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's just but a if stick, it hits, huh? it's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's an even worse role. <laughs> as, as her armor class become six or less recently. Actually, it hasn't. Ah, <laughs> fuck. She's on fire though. Lower AC, right? I mean, <laughs> but not I'd say you could fire. get. I'd say hitting a target that is literally on fire is something that would give you advantage because it's not going to be capable of defending itself Ooh, while it's literally burning fire alive. for you now. <laughs> pity rolls. Pity rolls. I okay. Hold on. Does everybody here agree that is a totally reasonable opportunity to give advantage? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just regular fire because yeah. she's made of wood. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You don't. You think a person would be able to defend themselves from an attack while on fire? Go. Ghost wood. Ghost wood. That morning wood. Ah! With advantage, that is an 18. I will go ahead and give you that 18. That is four points bludgeoning and four points necrotic. Rock solid. As the uh, spores clinging to the great club inflict additional damage, sapping life from this creature. Mm. Fungus that mungus. <laughs> I'm liking what you're putting down. That brings us to Trip. And I am just a climbing and a stabbing. You don't know how much time has passed. Six seconds, six minutes, six hours. But what you do know is that the walls seem almost to move out of your way. Almost encouraging you to move. I don't like being on the same side as whatever's happening, but I'll take advantage of it. Is there anything you would like to do while you're in here? I am seeking a center. Beautiful. As it opens its way to you, you realize this can't be the right way. Because if it were, it wouldn't want you going here. Mm. This thing wants you dead, converted. If this were the right way, you'd be headed to the heart. But instead, it seems to want you to go this way. I won't let the tree deceive me. I know its intent is wicked. So I'll go the other way. I like it. Next up is the layer action of the tree. Okay. It is going to manifest a wall attempting to close you off. Yeah. oh These two walls, that is to say the two that were next to the one on fire, they take their D6 each. And that's two sixes for 12 damage apiece. I like, I like. And that makes it Maud's turn. Maud is going to take three D6 fire damage for 11 times two for 22. Jesus. <laughs> The twigs are going to assault their nearest targets. One of the constrictors is going to move towards Green Man and attempt to encase you with a 13. Equal score. Just the worst. Oh, I mean, I I think that's a hit. Yeah. I mean, I'm lamenting for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm about to hit you for a whopping three damage bludgeoning. (laughs) I mean, I was at four. You are also now restrained. That scans. The two needlers, realizing that somebody is trying to run, take a shot. One misses, the other one hits. You feel a sharp, jagged chunk of wood plunge itself through your thigh, dealing you six damage. 
Sorry, I assume an 18 hits. Yes, it does. I'd be impressed if your artificer had more than an 18 fucking AC. Could have been 19. And the final constrictor will make its way over and try to constrict you as well. I should have put a toolbox in my thigh. That one, on the other hand, is a 12. Misses. Okay. So it closes the distance, attempts its constriction, and fails. That'll bring it to Brutar. Brutar is going to continue to just run and run as deep into this tree as he can. Excellent. That's a full 70 feet, just booking it forward. I love it. You can see in the dark. Yes, I can. You cannot. Nope. So, as you run at your full speed, you see your friend approaching. Trip. Trip. I I need your help. I light a match and hold it out. As you do, the amount of fire that match puts out is overwhelming. Ooh. <laughs> like instantly the size of your like your entire thumb. Yikes. Damn. Ah. Bruder. The hell's going on? He he's hurt. Help me fix him. I'm gonna gesture to the baby that I'm carrying. What do I see in his arms? It is a writhing mask of black tentacles. Look Bruder in the eyes. This baby. Then look down at the baby. This one right here. I look down to the baby, and then I look into Bruder's eyes. At least what's left of him. It's really come to this, hasn't it? They all turned their backs on us. They waited out there. They don't know what's important. You've done a good thing here, Bruder. Thank you, Sheriff. You're a hero. I'll take the baby. And you see in the dark, so you lead the way, all right? All right, all right. Just stay real low to the ground. All right. And as he turns his back, I draw out my large knife. And I bury it into the base of Bruder's neck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you feel like your character would know to defend against this? No, absolutely not. Okay, then that's going to be a, I, it's not a coup de grace anymore, uh, an automatic crit. And I'm going to declare him my foe. Oof. Bring it on. I'll remember you, Breeder, as you were. <laughs> Not as you are here. Uh, 21 damage. I am unconscious. And it's a lethal attack. I am dead. <laughs> You're standing there holding this creature. The tips of its roots are trying to reach into your mouth, trying to push their way into your lips. Whoop. Easy now, little one. Here, you take this. Hand it the match that I was holding. <laughs> it unconsciously wraps around it until suddenly it comes into contact with the hot cherry, and then it bursts into flames in your arms. And I drop it to the ground. Does, the, does this stretch of tunnel seem tall enough to stand in? Uh, just about. I'm going to drop it to the ground. I bring my boot down three times. Each one angrier than the last. Thinking of the boy when he was just a baby. And the choice I could have made then. And I stomp out the cinders of this smoldering seed. Green man. Tall water. The scream you hear emanating from the tree, from the dryad, from the very wood itself, is sickening as the place begins to slowly engulf in flame, flames seeming to manifest themselves from inside the roots. 
They didn't. <laughs> they did it. Are we going down the flames? Or are we getting out of here? Do we got a way out? I'm working on it. Okay, you do that. I'm right behind you. We'll stop you guys there, and I would like to leave your fate unknown. Trip, you stomp out the ash and begin running, running as fast as you can, turning every which way you possibly can think. There is no light here, none that you can parse out, but you take turns, and as you do, you eventually see a light. The pale blue light of dawn seems to be cutting through the thick, pitch-black darkness that you've been wandering through this entire time. When you come out, you realize you've been breathing heavy smoke as you see a column of it rising through the orifice from which you exit. <coughs> God damn. I drop the knife to the ground and try to rub off some of the blood stain on my pants. You are no more than a mile away from town, just on a hill, a small ridge, about 40 or so yards from Green Man's Hut. Everything's fine, everyone. I found the source. I put an end to it. But unfortunately, the boys were lost in the effort. The bad guys got them. Yeah. Just like last time. <clears throat> Keep it together, Trip. It's for the town. It's early enough that you anticipate you could avoid any prying eyes as you make your way back home. One foot after the other, exhausted, covered in blood and black tree pitch. As you make your way, you think about the dark water. And you think about your son, your youngest, that sickly boy. The image in your mind of that writhing mass that you just stomped out. And the regret of letting that boy live. Now you know. You know what he was infected with. That black water must have done something to him. Skin pale like ash. The crown of his head, black. The fruit of your loins, rotten to the core. Maybe it's not too late. But for now, you make your way into the house. The floor creaks, but no one wakes. And as you turn and open the door to your boy's room, ready to do what must be done, you see, he is not there. When the door slams behind you, you anticipate the wind. Nothing more. But when it doesn't open at your pull, you realize something's wrong. Thick, black, oily smoke rises from the foot of the door. Your already damaged lungs can't breathe. Can't find purchase. Kick open the door to my room and see if Rebecca's sleeping. As you enter you see a wash of rose red covering your bed and a shape of a person beneath the blankets. I'm going to walk into the living room, coughing, wheezing against the black smoke. As you frantically enter back into the living room, your eyes cast about for anything different, anything off, anything you might be able to use to your advantage. But the only thing you see is a note tacked up on a kitchen cabinet, scrawled in your daughter's handwriting. It's what you deserve. I'll take care of him. Signed, Yvette. Reading the note, I crinkle it up and shove it in my pocket. The panic starts to leave his body, still coughing against the smoke, but now moving with calm purpose. 
heads to the kitchen, opens up the top pantry and rifles his way past several cans of preserved food and a bag of flour way in the back. There's a very strong bottle of brown alcohol. Pulls the cork, takes three slugs, and then pours the rest out on the floor. Taking the cigarette out of his mouth, he says, Yeah, I reckon you're right, little one. Always were. And I'll throw it into the alcohol. Even in the early dawn hours, with pale blue light cutting across the town, flames can be seen, one high on the mountain and one low in the valley. Both of incredible significance. Both changing the lives of the people who lived here. And both of them are only a distant memory in the mind of a young boy. Report. Sir, we've investigated the former sheriff's home. It's been bad to the ground, sir. Someone's been doing our job for us. Remains? Three, sir. A woman, a boy, and a man. Presumed to be the former sheriff himself. According to the locals, he had three children, which means two of them are unaccounted for. His daughter and the youngest boy. Do what you can to find them, but don't divert too many resources. Of course, sir. And the locals, sir? Assure them that they are safe and will be allowed to resume their daily lives within the day. Sir? Keep them calm. Once we're sure we have everyone, we'll torch the end. Can't be too careful. Yes, sir. Of course, sir. We don't gotta worry about Papa no more. I did for him like I should have done a long time ago. I don't gotta worry about Pascal or Mama's bad spells. Just you and me now. Look, wildflowers. We must be getting close. Well, time to go. Blue Bluffs are just around the way. Then, up the high road to Cascade. Cobbles of Clay Street. Clerics. They'll see to you. You'll be all better soon. Fuck my whole ass. Jeez. I'm sorry I done mice and mend you there, Max. No, I was about to say, uh, fucking, I don't know about you guys, but I accomplished the one thing I set out to do in this little fucking adventure, and that was to die. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> no, we're all good. We're all good. There's no cure for donkey brain. There's no, there, there's one short, sharp cure for donkey brain. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> that one shot energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feels good. Love it. Yeah. Feels fucking good. There's something satisfying about something that completes and you're like, oh, oh yeah. it's done. Oh, the ending. Mm, thank you guys so much for helping me with this. I It's funny, like when, when I found out that Michael wasn't going to be able to make it, we were like, okay, what the hell are we going to do? And then we were sitting there at RGB and Dana and Law and I were like, okay, let's think of something we could do. And then I, it just kind of dawned on me, the realization that there's some lore that I could drop. It wasn't planned yet. I just had the, the outline. And I was like, all right, let's do that. I love it. I think it's great. Yep, just got it a little sooner, but it's it's good. I think yeah. people are gonna like it. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. This would have been this would have been down the line a bit, but I think this is a good timing, especially given how well you've waited and how patient you've been. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Look at all you good patient fellows out there. Let's go around the table and hear some fucking favorite moments, and also let's hear who we're who we are. Let's hear some names. I'm Angelo Kaluig. I played Tall Water today, the hobgoblin. Tinkerer Artificer. Artifailer. Artifailer. <laughs> uh, ooh, man. So many good moments, but I gotta give the MVP to the just Destiny and Dice. How the only person infected was Max. <laughs> got to the bait. Was, was like, you know, has the skill set to do so, right? Step of wind. It just all worked out. And at the same time, we've got Law and Trip. Who has the idea? Go down the tunnels. Mm-hmm. It this was a uh, it just panned out great. Absolutely, yeah. And y'all y'all helped me a lot there. Y'all y'all did exactly the kind of thing that I needed to to turn this into something amazing, and it was so good. I was just setting fire to shit. I you know fair. It's fine. Fair. I, a very I, I, important fire though. Yeah. Fucking blaze it. I feel like I'm. A, I was a side character here, and that's good because boy, the spotlight. Yeah, it's it's what this one needed. Yes, I feel like it's what made the one shot, I'd say. So I will mention that there is going to be meta that is explaining a lot of this story. And the people who are hearing this episode now have already heard it all. Mm -hmm. But let me say to you, the players, that the context of everything that's happening here is going to make a lot more sense to the player or to the listeners. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Sick. My name is Max Hobbs. I was playing Brutar Bustknuckle, the dwarven never quite made it to drunken master monk. Mm. Rip Brutar. Use his real name. Brutar Bustknuckle. Bruder. Bruder. Old Bruder. <laughs> Rip Bruder. God. My favorite moment was Dana leaning as heavily as possible into the concept of speaking softly and carrying a big stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's just 100% the green man there. I loved your, as soon as the green man came down here, just like the total rejection of this being natural, even a little bit, and being like, oh no, everybody's going to be like, oh, is it okay if we hurt the tree? And you're like, no, fuck this place. Oh, Take fuck, it all down. Fuck this tree, yeah. I loved it. I loved that. It's like I always tell you, it's like fucking evil trees. <laughs> <laughs> As a DM who has busted out an evil tree against, you know, Penny before. Oh, yeah, day, it was that you. Feels, that was me. Mm-hmm. Busted out an evil tree or two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was phenomenal. This was a ton of fun. Look, sometimes you bust a nut and an evil tree comes out. Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes you bust a knuckle and an evil tree comes out. 
I am Dana Ebert. I play Green Man, the Furbolg Spore Druid, level two. Uh, yeah, no, this was this was a lot of fun. I always like one shots because I get to do things that I absolutely would not attempt to do in a longer <laughs> format game, and it's experimental and it's hit and miss, and it's a lot of fun. I like all the characters. Mm-hmm. God, the the whole scene at the end there between Bruder and Trip. Like that, that engrossed me. That that had me. That was um, heavy. Like that was that. That's when the whole thing flipped and was just wonderful. I have my own headcanon about how how it turned out for everyone else. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I'll never talk about it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, Tallwater and Green Man got married at the end. I'm Aww. Sure. Aww, that's very uh, sweet. Yeah, that's, what a cute yeah. couple. <laughs> that's very sweet. And and God, that eight minutes that they were alive, God, boof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they lived it to the fullest. Right. I ain't telling you what happened. You oh, donned your man. new wedding harness. <laughs> <laughs> the fur bulge. Uh. <laughs> Man, I had so many things that I really liked. Tactical military toolbox is very good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Max playing full into the dementia of it being poisoned <laughs> by evil water. Look, if somebody's going to hand it to me, I'm going to fucking run with it. Absolutely. Quite literally. Just the the gentle threat of the green man and also like battle start like cloak open. Here come the stink spores. Mm-hmm. It's go time. <laughs> it's a good visual for me. I loved it. And I got to play my true asshole finally. Perfect. Who are you as well? My name is Law. I'm the creative director of Slapdash. And I played Waylon Tripp Pritchard, father of a boy who may matter at some point. Mystery <laughs> Boy, I really, 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 really enjoyed this. I feel like the first episode was so such like strong energy. And I really absolutely adored it so badly. And it makes me want to run like an investigation, like a paranormal investigation game or something like that (laughs) at some point. But no, with every successive episode, I just got more excited for the finish and the opportunity to kind of give a little bit more backstory on things. And more importantly, not having to eyedropper the lore. I could just give it like it's like here, this is some shit that's going on. And you can kind of piece together the what's happening. I mean, I'm curious to see how the audience put things together for themselves and what they gathered versus what they were just like, I don't know. I'm just listening to the show. They're having fun tree time. Yeah. I really just adored everybody here. Y'all did a great job. Well, obviously with your fantastic early roles and with uh, kind of being our our main character after a fashion, it was really, really appreciated. Hell yeah. It's kind of fun. Breed did this fucking map in literally like like two hours. This is so good. good. It's very, very, very good. And I'm so glad that we had something that we could use that we didn't just have to like pull out a random thing. And it's going to end up on the Patreon soon enough. So that's going to be great. Hedegar the Edgar finally did uh, did one really big episode. This is uh, hour 35. Uh, Certainly later than I wanted to go. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to let the dice do, do the talking. I had a great time. Thank you so much for listening. Look forward to next week when hopefully for fucking God's sake, we can get back to the battle axis. But until next time, we wish you luck. Jamaica. 